The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it has been quite a while since we've been podcasting. Huh? Yeah. That, that was our Christmas gift to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> a break. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So right. what's new with you in the last month? Um. Honestly, I have been working on a few projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I mean, like either working on or getting things ready to work on a few projects. Yeah. Um, a f- most of which I can't talk about, but I guess I can say that I am on board now for Matt Shaw's next movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the audience. Well, that's cool. Oh yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, is that next door or is it something yes, else? Okay. It's next door. Well, cool. Um, which is sort of like a, loosely interconnected set of short films yeah yeah Um, i i saw a rough cut of one mm -hmm. but i'm not sure if that was like an intro or the length of the average one yeah it's it was like eight minutes or something yeah Yeah. it's i think they're all about that oh really well that's cool yeah i would rather it be like that than like uh what was it creep show where there were five and they were half an hour and like i love creep show and creep show too for that matter but Mm -hmm. that's pushing the limits of five in a row you know yeah that's like watching a tv show (laughs) well for no but for (laughs) half an hour or like five of them half an hour yeah that's like watching five episodes of a tv show i don't chain watch Speaking yeah. of which, that does segue into one of the first <laughs> topics I'd like to think or like to talk about. Um, TV addiction. <laughs> it's a serious problem. No, no. This um, whole podcast has been an intervention for me. So, so has our band, the Remote Junkies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's all just like stop. God, has watch. there just been clues this whole time? Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say I I uh, binge watched an entire show. What? Yeah. What was it? You on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that on Netflix. I have no idea what it's about. You should check it out. I think you'd like it. It's weird. Okay, so I'm not familiar with the, the novel that this is from. Uh, mm-hmm. It's What's her name? Caroline Kepnes? I don't know how you spe- how you say it, but I think that that's it. Anyway. Let's, let's say Katniss. <laughs> yes, it's by like Katniss. From, from Hunger, Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me see. You novel... Um, yeah, Caroline Kepnes. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'd seen it at the, at the, uh, you know, at Barnes and Noble and stuff. And it looks like, like a romance or something, you know, the novel, it didn't hit me until I was already like two episodes into it when it was like, you know, based on you by that. And I was like, really that book? Yeah. Basically it's about a psychopath that fell in love <laughs> and, no. and he's like, 
just doing real psycho shit, like super stalker shit. And the first four or five episodes, like she didn't even know exists. Like he's just like going into her apartment and like checking out everything that she likes and stuff. And like, you know, you're so ravishing and stuff. And like, she would have sex with people and he's like, I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) And so, uh, but yeah, he's a total psycho. And and the thing that's weird about it is, um, during the middle of the series, it kind of turns almost soap opera, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's also when I realized that it's, uh, I was like, so this is like a Netflix show and I've heard nothing about it. But it turned out it was like Netflix acquired streaming rights and this was a lifetime show. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I'm questioning everything. (laughs) Like, like, but no, I mean, I would fully, fully recommend it. At at first I was like, shit, am I the only one that, that uh, is saying anything good or anything about this show? And then all of a sudden a ton of people started posting about it. uh, That's the only reason I know what it is. Well, it was on the trending now on Netflix, which let's be honest is usually just Netflix shows yeah. that they're trying to push. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then like, I saw a whole bunch of people. Hold on. The it's, uh, oh, hold on. I, and we had a bunch of, saw a whole bunch of people that what we're talking about it on Facebook. Uh huh. And, like, I had no idea what it was even about or anything. Yeah, I, I saw a few authors talking about it. Uh, and I believe that they were friends. The person that I'm talking about was friends with the author of the novel that this is based on. Because he had, like, tagged her in the post. But, um... Hello? Can yeah, yeah. I heard friends with the novel that this is based on. And then it just froze. Yeah, we're having lots of technical difficulties right now. But uh, I believe that the author that I saw was friends with her. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I haven't heard anything else about it. Because, you know, if people are friends with them, especially author to author, like no one's going to say anything negative. But uh, yeah, right after that, I started seeing a bunch of posts about it. And, you know, it seems like people really liked it. So apparently season two is coming. I'm excited about it. It was very, very uh, good. Like I said, there is a part in the middle of the series where it does kind of get, it had the vibe of, I don't know if you ever watched it, but it had the vibe of Des- Desperate Housewives for a bit. Where there was I like, never, I, have, I have not seen that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there was like, you know, in Desperate Housewives, they're all covering up a suicide. Like it's all, it's a lot darker than you would think that it is. But really? Yeah. In the beginning. I don't know. I never really watched it after that. I was in, I was in high school and I didn't have a TV in my room. So, so what I had to watch was what was streaming in my living room. Streaming. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, long story short, I think uh, uh, you would probably like it. Our audience would like it. Uh, it's not long story like. short, super into Desperate Housewives. No, but it, I mean, it's not, I don't know. Maybe it got worse, but the first season was okay. <laughs> For some reason, every time I think of Desperate Housewives, I think of just one of those like Housewives of L.A. or something like that show. Like, I don't even remember that it was actually a TV show. For some reason, I think about it as being a uh, reality show. Reality show. Well, yeah. Yeah, I could see that because all those shows happened right after that. But yeah, and I have no frame of reference for it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. <laughs> I I don't think that, you know, our, our core audience is like, you never saw Desperate Housewives? And you're, so, 
<laughs> so are you saying that we shouldn't have a spin-off podcast where we just review all the episodes of Desperate Housewives? No, no. But the- what about a spin-off podcast where we reenact all the episodes <laughs> of Desperate Housewives? Just me and you. Dude, that was the other thing about Desperate Housewives. It was narrated by the person that killed himself in the beginning of the series. How does that happen? I don't know. It's just like, you know, so she can see oh, all. Oh, proof of an afterlife. I get it. That's, yeah, it, was, it was a religious show. <laughs> <laughs> no. by, by the end of it, they've all repented and stuff. <laughs> We're not so desperate anymore. And then it, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, oh, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, uh, speaking of Desperate Housewives, uh, the other day I was watching Amazon and the, like it just started auto-playing the first episode of Allie McBeal. <laughs> I was like, really? That's like the algorithm that I'm on? <laughs> like, You're just getting uh, Allie McBeal on, Net- on Amazon and like ads for <laughs> cocaine on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I showed you that. <laughs> Never once have I done coke in my life. Not really been a, a a drug guy, but yeah, Facebook decided to uh, target add a, a cocaine kit to yeah, me. Hold on a second. <laughs> Even if you had done cocaine in your life, why is there an ad for it? <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, the ad wasn't for cocaine. It was for a place to put your cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like, you know, those bongs being in gas stations being smoking accessories. You know what I mean? Like for tobacco use only. Yeah. Everyone knows what they're for. Yeah. I wonder but it didn't give like a real reason because it's like, you know, step one, step two, step three, and it's like step three, snort it, you know? So they couldn't have been like pixie sticks. And all of this was in the ad itself. You know? Like all you saw the ad. That's all in the ad. And I was trying to make sense of, like, why it existed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess there's a market. They just need to update who it's targeted to (laughs) because I have no clue. But Facebook's all over the place with me, you know? Like, I've gotten one that's, like, become a sorcerer. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? To be fair, though, that one's a pretty good one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, so uh, you watch anything good lately? Uh, let let's talk Bird Box for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that sweeped the nation since the last time we've been on the podcast. Yeah. Um. Technically, I think it was out before our last episode Shh. that we even did. <laughs> and probably, I don't know. Uh, you watched it. I watched it. Right. Yeah. Um. What'd you think? It was okay. I, I wasn't a huge <laughs> fan. Like it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just something that I watched. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. kind of feel the same exact way. I mean, like I was super pumped for this for some reason. Um, I don't know why. I guess because because uh, you, you like the happening in a quiet place. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly why. And I'm just gonna say, uh, it, it just watch the happening. It's so much better of a movie. Hmm. Um, okay, so you know a lot of people are pissed off that it didn't actually like show the the monster. Yeah, and and I don't care about that. That's fine because like, the, you know, the whole thing it was supposed to be, you know, what were was sad or um, scary in your life, right? Mm-hmm. 
but just like once I would have liked to have shown like them to shown that. You but, know what I mean? Like what someone else was seeing. Yeah, yeah. But cuz like cuz I mean, the the monster being like a invisible wind sure, that's fine. But like it was it was so much of a setup with no payoff. Yeah. You I can see I mean? that. Yeah. I don't know. I'll put it this way. I, I took a shower in the middle of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't review it because like I didn't. And I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, it wasn't bad. Kelsey and I both were like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's something to watch. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, it was a movie. Quiet Place was much better. All right. So I watched three movies this weekend. I watched Halloween, uh, okay. the new one. I yeah. liked it. I thought it was good. Um okay. I mean, these are going to be quick, quick reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Oath, written and directed by Ike Barinholtz. Um, interesting, funny, get a lot darker than you think it'd be. Um, Which one was that? It was one where in the U.S. they had like they were coming up on a deadline where everybody had to sign an oath to the loyalty of the president. Okay, so like how i'm picturing like april <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah i mean basically <laughs> basically that's how it, how it was um and so it, it didn't get into like any real politics other than the fact that one dude was like a liberal and he was like hell no <laughs> and that was and yeah. everybody was like just sign the fucking oath you'll be fine and he's like i don't want to and he's like that's not what but it wasn't like ham-handed it, it makes it sound like it was like that's not what this country was designed for you know like like flags waving in the background and it, stuff yeah i mean they did say stuff like that but it wasn't like uh it wasn't like over the top you know preachy or anything it was mm-hmm. a straight up comedy but all that happened was he wouldn't sign it, and then he's visited by, uh, I forget what they called him, but it was like some sort of uh, part of the DHS. Um, oh, I thought you, like, I literally thought you were going to say, like, the ghost of, like, you know, <laughs> Uncle <Sam>. America past <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, he was visited by, uh, by them and... and they were like, you got to come with us. Because that was the other thing. The people that hadn't signed it or anybody that ruffled any feathers were just being mysteriously taken away. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bullshit, this is terrible, you know. And so anyway, yeah, so he didn't sign it. And then they go over there and uh, he ends up with them kidnapped. Like, he's he's got them kidnapped. But it's Ike Barinholtz from, uh, what is that, Mad TV and Mindy in the Mindy Project. You know, the real goofy dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was funny. Like it it was, I'd recommend it. And then the other movie that I watched, uh, one of the special agents was John Cho. I think his name's John, uh, something Cho, uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, but he was in that. And then the other movie that I rented at the same time, searching also starring John Cho. Um, the, the one where his daughter's missing. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, my wife thought it was bad. <laughs> uh, like she was like, "That's not uh, that wasn't a good movie." But I, I how, thought it was good. How much of it is like found footage, computer? The files? entire movie. Yeah. Okay. That's the, what I thought. But they do it in a way that it doesn't bother you because he like leaves his camera on while he's doing everything. So you, yeah. You, 
So anyway, um, but yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, I looked at her toward the end and I was like, wow, I really like this movie. I didn't see that, didn't see that coming. And she was like, it was terrible. Are you kidding me? She's like, I didn't, I thought that was terrible written. So terribly written. in the house the whole time. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) No, she wasn't. No, but uh, it was. It's just, you know. She she was upstairs, you know, in her room the whole time, and it was just like one of those things where the father and the daughter are so far apart. Like that does actually you know, play in into it because they're like, you know, <laughs> what is just, she into? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, who are her friends? I don't I, know. I don't know. I'm a terrible father. Kind of like, uh, but he was grieving. Like the mom had passed away, and so he was like grieving and just kind of. I, I think she likes White Castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kept making the same joke. Like he needs a Kakumar. Make this a wacky thing. And Kelsey's just like looking at me, like so annoyed. <laughs> maybe, maybe she like, and maybe it was less about the movie and more the movie, and, and more about the you know the situation. <laughs> <laughs> in which she was watching it. Yeah, yeah. The company she keeps. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I, I guess we didn't say it, but on this episode, uh, we are going to be covering children or the children at the bottom of the garden by Jonathan Butcher and bad times at El at the El Royale. So. Anyway, <laughs> should have said that earlier. I guess. You got any news you want to cover that new Ghostbusters? <laughs> oh, I haven't even watched it. It was just a teaser trailer, right? Yeah. Because like, ah! what what was it? Just like a shot of the Ecto-1? Or I guess Ecto-2. I didn't even watch point. it. It said it was a teaser yeah, trailer. Yeah, I didn't watch it either because it was like a, tra- a teaser trailer that was released the day the movie was announced. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, eh, that's not going to have anything. You yeah. Know? So far, the only thing that I know about it is uh, it's people mad again. <laughs> you know? I don't know, because everyone will fight over everything. Uh, I know Leslie Jones took offense to it. She's like, oh, really? You started this with us and then, then you backpedaled and all this shit. And, uh, they started it without them. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the female f- remake was the backpedal. Yeah. The first one was Seth Rogen and his crew, right? Wasn't it going to be in like the Apatow They deal? were going to. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, well, technically, if you if you want to get technical, wasn't uh, Evolution supposed to be the third Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, it was supposed to be, but yeah, and then that got backpedaled into yeah. an equally awesome movie starring David Duchovny. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, then they were going to do another one. Then they did the all female reboot, and then now they're going to do another one. No, I know. But I'm just saying for the, you know for the people who might not know at home. She said, "Do you want her actual quote?" Yes. Okay. She took to a Twitter on Saturday. <clears throat> took to a Twitter. <laughs> she took to a Twitter in. No, she took to Twitter on Saturday in a post that says, <laughs> and, "And this is from the Hollywood Reporter." Uh, her, I pulled up her Twitter, but I, it, I don't see it there. But it says so insulting, like "fuck us." We didn't count. It's something like Trump would do. And then in parentheses, in Trump voice, gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. These women ain't Ghostbusters. Oh, so annoying. Such a dick move. And I don't give a fuck. I'm saying something. So anyway, uh, on the heels of that, uh, it's now become a, a hot button issue again. 
So, uh, why is <laughs> Ghostbusters such a big deal to people? <laughs> I, well, I'm going to go ahead and say this that, you know, like I didn't watch the last one and I probably won't watch this one. Like, I, it's not really Ghostbusters to me. I got those movies and that's good. Now, if it was Seth Rogen and those people, hell yeah. Like, that sounds fun to me. So, you don't care about the original cast returning? <laughs> No, I do want to see the. No, I said like it's not gonna be the original cast because yeah, Egon's dead. One. Well, yeah, I know. Well, then it's not gonna be the original cast. It's gonna be <laughs> three quarters of it. <laughs> well, if they were to do that, sure, but they're not going to. Bill Murray's not gonna do that. Like, yeah, he's straight up just not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially. I mean, that's the whole reason why they did the all female reboot in the first place was because he just wasn't gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I mean, if it was, I don't know. But I mean, whatever. he has signed on for Zombieland too, so who knows? Hmm. Maybe things have changed. Yeah. But this was just because Egon was dead. Yeah. That's the reason why he didn't want to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, whatever. E- like easy, easy fix. Just bring him back as a hologram. Yeah, or fight his ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's honestly what I thought was going to be the <clears throat> the the plot to the to the remake or to the reboot was them fighting like one of the original Ghostbusters trying to bring Egon back. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I thought. And <laughs> it's kind it of in poor taste if he's really dead. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it just it's it's dumb. That literally almost everything, and I get both sides of the other. You know, we've kind of, I've voiced in the past, like, I don't really like the whole uh, people being like, I don't know, the Gamergate type folks that are just like, you know, bitter at women and shit. But also, if you do it just as a marketing move, like, it's kind of, it's yeah. dumb to me too, you know? So, I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I've, I've talked about the original, or the Ghostbusters reboot on here before. It honestly wasn't bad. Like, I've heard mixed things. Like here's the here's the thing, if Ghostbusters had never existed, yeah. that would have been a perfectly fine movie. The only thing is, is people are judging it based off of something that they already, you know, love. Yeah, right. Which is kind of where yeah. I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, and, and that's just dumb. You got to take it on its own merits because, like, it it was a little it was a little more childish than the original one. That's what I it, heard. Yeah, if it was marketed towards kids hmm. and the other Ghostbusters hadn't existed, I think it would have probably been a hit. Eh. Yeah, probably. I mean, it still made money. It still did fine. It, I think it, uh, yeah, but, but you got to count like worldwide box office to make it do fine. <laughs> but still, it, well, if worldwide box office counts, then like Transformers is <laughs> one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Speaking of which, I saw Venom. God, that's a bad movie. I told you. Oh, I told God. you the screenplay was like the worst screenplay I've ever seen. Okay, so you had told me that, and then somebody else told me, like, it's actually really good. And this was, was Bill? No, this did, did he <laughs> like it? Well, he, he said that it was like good for what it was or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's like it was terrible. Yeah. He, so, called, he called people turds way too many times in that movie. Yeah, he did. Uh, no, this is someone whose opinion I actually like value. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give <laughs> it. Opposed to no, no, uh, no, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is like, this is somebody that like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out then. So I rented it and I was like, this is the worst thing I think I've ever seen. It's like not yeah. good at all. Yeah. And it is like 
Okay. Uh, super high grossing yeah. movie overseas. <laughs> yeah, I heard something about him being like it being so big in China because for some reason uh, he's he's like Venom has become a mascot of socialism. <laughs> I swear to you, I read that uh, uh, online. Now I don't know why, but whatever. Like <laughs> once again, <laughs> once again. <laughs> Uh, bringing politics into into uh everything is real dumb oh, but God. it made me laugh i was like really that's the reason the worst movie i've ever seen like one of the worst ones i've seen in a long time is doing very well but and it's it's so sad because like tom hardy is such a good actor hmm. you know yeah he's a good actor oh well and, yeah <laughs> i'm sure he made a lot of money I'll bet he did. He's going to make money in the sequel with Woody Harrelson. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you I not didn't... watch the post-credit scene? Oh, no. Oh, God. Woody, I was so Woody happy Harrelson for it to be over. going to be uh, Carnage. Oh, really? Yeah. That'll be fun. I'll watch it. And they, <laughs> gave, they gave him like a, like a red afro. Oh, really? And it is amazing. Huh. <laughs> uh, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you want to do movie or book first? book i guess all right we will be right back with our review of the children at the bottom of the garden all right we are talking the children at the bottom of the garden by jonathan butcher um brian would you like to give a quick uh summary of this sure (laughs) um and here here's just one just like off the top of my head okay uh, at the edge of the coastal city of Sedan, behind a dilapidated farmhouse surrounded by rotten trees, something titters and calls the garden. Its playful voice promises games, magic, wonders, lies, and roaring torrents of blood. The garden speaks not only to its eccentric keeper, but also the deviance of Sedan's criminal underworld. A restless goth, a cheating waster, a sullen concubine, a perverted drug baron, and a murderous psychopath. Haunted by shadowed things with coal black eyes, they'll soon be lured to a place where nightmares become flesh, secrets rise from the dark, and a voice coaxes them to play and stay. Yes, 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 forever. I mean, that was just off the top of my head. Uh, Yeah, that's a a pretty (laughs) on-the-nose summary. Um, Yeah, okay, so... I read that. Did you go into this blind, or did you read... I went into it blind. Okay, I read that, and... um, this book was still so much different than I would have thought that it would be. Uh, um, yeah, hold on real quick. It was, uh, I'm trying to find the page count. It was a pretty long book. Oh, uh, I think right off the top of my head, <laughs> Damn it. The, the page count is uh, 382 pages. Uh, no, bro. Uh, if you're looking at the paperback, it's 496. Oh, no, I'm looking, I, I'm doing it off of my rough estimate of the Kindle version. Okay. Well, yeah, the it, it, paperback four hundred ninety six pages. Yeah, um, that's so I much. Also, I would also assume that it was word wise enabled and screen reader supported. <laughs> okay, and enhanced typesetting enabled. Uh, okay, those are good. Those are pretty good assumptions. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a long book and it's very uh, dense. 
it's dense. It's it's long. It's told through uh, exclusively through the viewpoints of multiple, you know, all the different characters. Yeah. Uh, and how many characters are there? Quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the main one. There's like how, how many main ones? Ray, Henry, Thomas, uh, Thomas, Rebecca. Would you consider? Yeah, I guess she was a main I, character. She yeah. kind of pops in the middle, and I don't think I would consider uh, what's his face Percy. No, uh, I don't think I would him. Like his, his sections, although it happens quite regularly, are almost like a commercial break. They were very short and very uh, just very just <laughs> offensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, I I think that it this book. For having so many different characters, did an amazing balancing act of you being able to, even if you catch, if you don't catch the beginning of each chapter, like saying who it is, you mm-hmm. would easily, they, their voices are st- so different that you just know who. Yeah, it that's is. what I was going to say. There was a, uh, it was almost like, like seven different, like novellas smashed together. Yeah. That eventually start crossing paths all collide because uh, i would say for the like the first third of the book like a lot of them are just c- extremely disconnected oh totally yeah you know and you're like what does this have to do with anything <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah honestly I mean, they're they're interesting stories on their own right but you're just like what what is happening like what <laughs> why does this person matter or whatever you know yeah it kind of reminded me a lot of uh what was it uh house of leaves minus the meta stuff yeah i i actually was having the same sort of feeling um where you know you've got all these interconnected you know narratives that don't really seem to make sense together you know and and like we said earlier like the styles um it was easy to tell who was talking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, House of Leaves had the, the, I guess, advantage of being able to put it in, like, different typesets and, like, you know, things like that. Yeah, and running <laughs> but, literally at the same time because at the bottom of the page would be a footnote of yeah. the other one. Yeah, And then you had to read it backwards. Yeah. Oh, God, that <laughs> book. But anyway. Um, but, but, I mean, like, this one was able to pull it off just on the like the strength of the narrative alone yeah yeah i I was very very surprised at how different the you know because most of the time you you know authors have styles and and different characters still a lot of the time still kind of have that same point of view but this one was so dense so so without getting like too far into spoiler territory like I'll give you an example of how different, like one of the characters' POV was. Mm-hmm. I thought Thomas was a child for a while. Yeah, until <laughs> I did too. Until he showed up as working at that that shop. Yeah, and it, it said something about like, uh, where is it at? I put um, the first time it mentioned like uh, Ray and um, Thomas knowing each other, right? It was like, um, 
<clears throat> it said like Thomas put on a few of his favorite movies, Toy Story, which he once watched with Simon, and Natural Born Killers, which Rattan recommended to him. Which right Rayton? Rayton, yeah. Rattan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. Which is which is Satan. <laughs> yeah, which is Ray though. That's the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the people. Wait, there. what? And, and and so like I was like Toy Story and Natural Born Killers, and I was like, wait, how does this Ray guy know this child? Is what <laughs> went through my head. <laughs> you know, because it makes a point to like mention he's wearing like Pokemon pajamas and mm-hmm. stuff all the time, <laughs> and like the way he talks, um, or and the way like his. Uh, the narrative is about him. He feels like a like seven year old child. Yeah, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go into why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very, very different. Like, <sighs> there was a few things. Uh, you know, I, and just in reading, I was like, what fucking mind thinks of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. the details. Like, it was so, so detailed. And the points of views were so different that it was, was just like. It was one of the one of the chapters that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I might know one of the chapters why you're like, why would anyone know the details of how this happens? <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Rebecca's revenge? One of, one of Rebecca's chapters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't even talking about that. I was just talking. I think it was in the nightclub. Just some of the, uh, I don't know, just some of the the detail. It, it's almost like you'd have to be in a nightclub and writing down what you're seeing versus like pulling shit from your head. Uh, either that or maybe I just don't remember a lot of details about places I go. <laughs> you know, that that might be it. Uh, like, yeah, the club had like walls. Yeah, there were walls. I think, I think there, was, there was a ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I guess a bartender was there because I got <laughs> drinks in my hand. <laughs> yeah. It's like in reality, you were like outside tailgating. You brought your own beer. Yeah. <laughs> I was just asleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Worst club ever. <laughs> um yeah, so there was that um it also and this was probably one of the only things that uh felt reminiscent, you know, cuz we we reviewed what good girls do by him, which yeah. couldn't have been more different than this book. But there was an underlying current in both books that something was extremely wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there was something whenever he would talk about the garden. So, I mean, you know, you mentioned it in the summary, uh, Thomas uh, in the beginning, just Thomas, but later on it kind of goes into other people. This garden influences him in one way or another. These kids that live in the garden, the children at the bottom of the garden, if you will, uh, influence him. In one way or another. And there was just something so like wrong about it, even when it wouldn't do much, you know, whenever it would just be like, yes, 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 yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, yeah, very unsettling because they play a bunch of games, uh-huh. right? Like fly, fly, fly or the knife game. <laughs> right. Um, but then like the one that it builds up to that they don't talk about what it is for like 75 percent of the book is the, the people game mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like it, it's 
I don't know. It's it's just unsettling, I guess, in a way, because it, as especially at first when I thought it was a child, right? And um, like they're he's playing games with these ghosts essentially in the garden, um, and so like you already know something's kind of messed up about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you don't really have like the full picture at first, um, and it's just like this sort of uneasy feeling about yeah. everything that's happening yeah um no i i i got you like like i said you know that unease ran throughout it because a lot of this book isn't like scary or <coughs> or, or any of that like it, it's just kind of like a crime book yeah for 30 the vast majority of it, of it is not what i would even consider to be a horror book yeah but still, it would just drop in with this unease, and you're like, "Wow, yeah. it was very effective." Um, the characters were well rounded. The writing was great. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I just, you know, we were gonna have, um, we were gonna have Jonathan Butcher on the show, but we couldn't make the scheduling work. That's why I think on the last show, I was like, "Yeah, next episode we'll be here with Jonathan Butcher," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, couldn't make our schedules work. And so I was very happy that I liked the book because it's always a risk having somebody on when you haven't read just a ton of their stuff. Yeah. Um, But, oh my gosh, like, it was so well written. Like, almost like a master course on, like, that many different points of view, you know? not Yeah. Like, I I don't know. It, It was very, very good. And I think I actually pulled saying a master course on multiple characters from another review where I saw this landed in somebody's top 10 of last year. And they mentioned that, but, uh, and I was like, it really, it really is. Holy shit. So good. Um, but so let's go into, um, do you have anything negative? Anything? Uh, I mean, you could, you could argue, like that it might be uh, I, don't, I don't know how the, that some of the fat could have been trimmed yeah it could have been bloated or something like that uh, yeah i mean but you could also make the other argument that that's what makes all the characters so well-rounded and blah 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 that's okay. exactly the, what i would... the, the the main thing so i mean i guess that really comes down to a personal preference sort of deal mm-hmm. i mean there were some times where i found myself engaged in like a certain part of the story mm-hmm. like to me the main story was the garden right and so because well, i hello title story right <laughs> yeah but there were a couple of times um especially like in the middle where like you would start getting these little details or little hints about like the history of the garden or like what it actually is right and then it would go off on these other people's stories for forever that I didn't like, I I don't want to say that I didn't necessarily care as much about, but like, you you know what I mean? Like it it loses loses steam killer. Yeah. It loses steam because it goes and that. I would totally agree with that. Only, only the fact that, you know, whenever it shifts points of view, there are certain points where it was just like, okay, this is a clear time to take a break, you know, yeah. like instead of just keeping you reading because it, it, uh, it just didn't, there were a few parts that didn't flow. Um, yeah. It, well, I think it was mainly because like, 
you have these like seven interconnected stories or whatever, and just due to the to the revealing nature of some of them, mm-hmm. like they have to move slower. You know what I mean? Like you have to be at a earlier point in the story or else it's going to spoil something in someone else's. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then it's like you sometimes you feel like you're taking a, a couple of steps forward in the plot. And then whenever it switches to the P into the next POV character, it's like, you're taking a step backwards. Yeah. You know, and, and even some of the chapters like, or they're not really chapters. Cause it's like, there's only what, like six chapters in this actual book. Yeah. But some of the <laughs> but, narrative shifts were, <laughs> yeah, but, but like, I'm going to call them chapters anyway, or sections uh, yeah. or whatever. Right. And so it's like when it, when it takes like, when it shifts back, you know, to the next person, um, he, he, the plot goes back and it actually like sometimes it'll replay the same section, mm-hmm. you know, from a different character's point of view. And so it's, it's just like occasionally that killed the momentum for me. I, I it, could see that easily. Oh, go it ahead. wasn't it, and it wasn't every time it happened. You know, I, it, otherwise, oh my god, that would have been terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like here's the same four chapters over and over again. No, I can but, see that. To me, I had the exact same issue, but less whenever they intertwined. You know how, like sometimes, yeah, like but when I'm, you would go. I, from, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I mean, okay, occasionally, whenever it was played from the same point of view, it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, or I guess that actually kind of makes sense, but. I don't know. It was just, it, it was hard to keep track sometimes of um, like chronologically how things were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers territory with that, but yeah. Okay. I, I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And in fact, uh, it, it like 30% in introduces this husband and wife like yeah. and two, it introduces two more characters, and I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> two more?" That's actually the the one that threw me off the most, uh-huh. because um, I thought they were going to be some uh, two completely different people. <laughs> oh, you mean like they weren't going to be like a couple? No, no, no. I thought they were going to be s- some, someone else. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> we can talk after uh, yeah. but yeah I, I could easily see to me that's the only real critique of this other than that I mean but I wouldn't dwell too much on that it's not like this is the only book with with pacing changes or anything like that yeah yeah no it was just it, it was just because I guess uh, the narrative was so complex mm-hmm. already you know um, that it was occasionally jarring yeah yeah um it it wasn't it wasn't anything to ever make me like throw my you know phone away and say i'm not gonna read this book mm -hmm. anymore (laughs) well i will i will say that if you were saying that you were the most invested in the garden Mm -hmm. i was the most invested in the uh Excuse me, like the the gangster story. You know how I'm huge yeah. into gangster stories. Yeah. <laughs> I was the most invested into that, and at one point I was like, "Oh yeah, the garden." I forgot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to see some, you know, sweet, uh, sweet uh, gangster tales. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, oh, I, I I do have like one other uh, <laughs> critique critique that I think is my number one biggest critique, uh-huh. and that is Rayton. Uh-huh. <laughs> just because, just every, him? <laughs> huh? No, no, oh, no, the just name? the name. Just because uh, it's a nickname because the guy's name is Raymond, right? And it's like he's he, he's in the goth scene, right? And uh, his nickname is a pornamento of Ray and Satan. And every time I saw it in print, I said in 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 my like head, Ratten or Ratten, right? And then I had to stop and correct myself that it's probably pronounced Ratten because it's supposed to be Satan. <laughs> yeah and i don't know why i don't feel it, like this is a critique on him this is <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm like my fucking was, my broke it, brain sucks right <laughs> yeah no 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 that's what i'm saying like yeah it's largely a joke critique yeah. but like i don't know why but it pulled me out like every single time it happens yeah but in and honestly i think i blame pokemon because there's a there's a pokemon named rattata that's almost the same spelling, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I would say Ratten, like Rattata, instead of Raten, like Satan. Maybe Rat or Raten was Ray's final form. I'm sorry. Uh, that's just. Yeah, yeah. you're going to make an evolution joke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work, but whatever. Press B. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Maybe Ray was Jigglypuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole time yeah. okay uh so yeah i i don't know i i really really enjoyed this book i i was kind of bummed when it ended in a way but also like wow that was a lot of time reading that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah if you what, were oh do it i was gonna ask you what were you gonna give it Oh, I've kicked this around multiple times. I'm going to say a very, very strong four and a half. Like, there was a point in the book where I was like, this is a five. It can't not be a five. Like, I, and I even kind of veer toward that now. But, like, I don't know. I I feel like. I almost went five and a half. (laughs) That's a ten. No, (laughs) I would say this is a strong four and a half out of five. It was a great book. I loved it. There were just a few things at that. the end and that just kind of it didn't, I don't know, there's some unexplained things at the end uh, that didn't sit wrong with me, but were also kind of like, I don't know, not a five. It's four <laughs> and a half to me. I don't know. I, I loved uh, I, it, though. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, too. I was going to say like a a solid four. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I quite liked it as much as you did, um, but that's fine. I think I think f- four is still a good score. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know why so, I'm trying to like justify it to you. Yeah, you yeah. just can you still be my friend. <laughs> we're, we're coming back in a few weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, so that's children or the children uh, at the bottom of the garden. By Jonathan Butcher. You can pick it up on... I think the paperback's out. And on... It was on, like, 
almost every book. <laughs> so anyway, we will be right back with our review of Bad Times at the El Royale. All right, we're back. We are talking Bad Times at the El Royale. <laughs> what? I don't know. Just the delivery of that was funny. <laughs> Bad times. Uh, yeah. So this is written and uh, was it directed to by Drew Goddard? Yes. All right. So we know him from uh, he wrote Cabin in the Woods, right? Yep. So, Cloverfield. Yeah. So smart guy. Uh, apparently, executive produced like all the e- episodes of The Good Place. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I like I The Good Place. Show. Okay. Yeah. So this is the El Royale is a rundown hotel that sits at the border between California and Nevada. It soon becomes a seedy battleground when seven strangers, a cleric, a soul singer, a traveling salesman. What is this fucking Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) Two sisters, the manager and the mysteriously the mysterious Billy Lee converge on a fateful night for one last shot at redemption before everything goes wrong. Billy Lee's like in the last like. 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. He, <laughs> it's uh, a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> I really <laughs> like that character though. Billy. Oh Lee. yeah. He was great. Um, okay. So, uh, what do you think? Well, or I think we, we have a pattern of accidentally thematically choosing things that are similar, uh, you know, yeah. between book and movie. And this, it, it's almost like we do it on purpose, but I swear to God, like it's only, we've only done it on purpose like once. Yeah. And that was like womb and room. Yeah, it was just because they rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this also is seven different tales. Uh, largely, even though obviously it doesn't, well, not obviously, but it doesn't go into like their narrative point of view uh, mm-hmm. into their head or anything like that. It yeah. still shows their point of view in little vignettes. It, yeah. And so it all does converge. Just like children at the bottom of the garden. What? Um, Spoiler alert. But this time it's a weird motel or weird. Yeah. Motel, not hotel. Um, uh, yeah. Cause it, it is there. The doors go outside. So it's technically a motel. Yeah. But it has a casino in it. So I don't know. Only That's half a, of it. Yeah. They lost <laughs> their license in California. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, One side has a casino. The other side has a bar. Yeah, and nobody in in this is who they seem. Yeah. Um again, it's sort of sort of a crimey story, sort of a noirish yeah, thing. And other um, than the fact I, Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say other than the fact that I wanted to see it, I don't really feel like this the man this fits in with our podcast at all cuz it's not a B movie. And it's yeah, I, I was very surprised when you were like, let's watch this movie. And I think it was mainly because you just wanted to watch it. That's 100%. <laughs> I was going to rent it the next day. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's not a B movie and it's not horror in any way or anything. Not that we only do horror, but we largely do no. horror. But one this, of the first books we ever did was just straight up crime. Yeah. And one of the other books that we did was just straight up uh, a farce. Remember the day the words went away? It's just a farce. Yeah. yeah, it was like Clerks, the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so bad times at the El Royale. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I felt like this could have been a Quentin Tarantino movie. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's cool in a way, and also like, is he just aping Tarantino? You know, it was it was a lot of Tarantino. Like, if you would have like if you if you said, "Hey, who do you think made this movie?" Mm -hmm. and maybe if you would have said that if this movie would have came out like seven eight years ago, Mm -hmm. right? Um. I would have said Quentin Tarantino. And the main reason I said like seven, eight years ago is that would have been like, I guess before his Western kick. Yeah. (laughs) Where like all he's done so far in a while has been Westerns. Yeah. Um, uh, Which according to a chart I've seen recently uh, is like the least popular movie genre. I could see it (laughs) like now. Yeah. But back in the day, I could, you know, it was huge. Oh, back in the day, it was the, like the only genre yeah. Like that, in the forties, that was stuff? back when talkies were powered by steam. <laughs> um, Not that far back, mm. but but no, like uh, it, it was, you know, again, it was a narrative that like it was like seven people was it seven people? Yeah, something. Seven, yeah. I don't know. It was a, it was a large number of people, and then again, kind of jumped back and forth chronologically. You know, you would pick up at the end of somebody's section. You'd go back to the beginning of that section and see it through a different point of view, Mm -hmm. which Tarantino does a lot. Um, Like it it was in the seven or 1969 or something. Yeah. It's it's really unclear. Yeah. Some 70 somewhere. Yeah. uh, I forget who the president was was that he remember. He talks to the president for a second, didn't he? No, he talks to Hoover. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't... Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, so it's in that time frame, you know, that uh, Tarantino references a lot. Um, it has a huge uh, reliance on um, like, contemporary music to that time period. Yeah, it was like a largely Motown soundtrack and Yeah, I mean like there's so much that was just like this could have been a Tarantino film. Um the lar- the 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 amount of scenes where it's just like two people talking for a long time and nothing really ever happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the difference with Tarantino is it would have been badass music but most of the songs you wouldn't have ever heard of before. Yeah, exactly. And- it would have been like not even B sides, it would have been like C sides. Yeah. Now I it's noticed that they used. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it definitely felt like a Tarantino film. Um, but it never had it's like not bad though. Huh? No, That's no, a... no. I love Tarantino, but it also felt like how brave. How... Huh? <laughs> What a brave stance. Oh, yeah. No, no, but it also felt like how Two Days in the Valley felt like a Tarantino film. Where it's like, or Get Shorty, where it's like, oh, yeah, that's Tarantino. It's supposed to be Tarantino, but it's not as cool. It doesn't have something that Tarantino has. And maybe, maybe yeah. that something was just horribly offensiveness. Oh, you know, yeah, that, in words. Yeah. That's what it was missing. Yeah, that might have been, <laughs> but at the same time, like Tarantino, like his movies. Yeah, there is a lot of offensive dialogue and stuff like that. But his movies also have a style that I've never seen anyone be able to imitate. Like and do it right and do it well. But but yeah. I mean this this was I would say out of all the non-Tarantino Tarantino films, this was the most Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> 
I a lot though. Um, Do what you I, cut out. Oh, I said I liked it a lot though. Oh, I did too. I did too. Yeah. Um, I have a slight criticism of it. Uh, for what? a movie steep this much in the middle in like nihilism. Uh-huh. I hated the ending how it was like sunshine yeah. and farts. Yeah, I, I was going to say the weakest part of the movie was the last seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like um, completely. Because if, if it would have, I'm going to, I'm going to say a little bit um, of a spoiler here. Mm-hmm. So earmuffs. Okay. Um, if it would have been an actual Tarantino movie, it would have been much closer to a real tragedy at the ending. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it would have been just straight up. Yeah. They would have all shot each other and it would have ended. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was trying to hint around what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, the ancient Greek version of a tragedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You only got two things, tragedy and comedy. One ends where everyone is dead and the other one ends in a wedding. That's oh, it, man. I wonder if you have two options. Huh? I, I'm just picturing like a wedding and then everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like uh, the end of season three of Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, dude. Spoilers. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm fully aware because everyone ruined that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a collective, what the shit, like from the entire populace. Like, yeah, that um, yeah I, I really liked it. I, I thought Jeff Bridges did a great job. I oh, yeah, also felt, so felt like, you know, cinematography was awesome. The ambience of the, you know, the isolation factor was great. I felt like the secrets behind the motel were really cool. For some reason, they all of these neat elements didn't converge in a cool way to me, like in a satisfying payback okay. to me. And I don't know why, because I don't know where it could have gone that would have been neater. But to me, I, I guess they were just so far removed, maybe... I, I don't know. Tonally, the characters were it, so far removed it, that it felt like it only the ending only really played into one of their one of their arcs. Yeah, exactly. It was like only one person had closure. Yeah, I mean, you could argue the bellboy did. Kind of, dude. Uh, another spoiler. Um, when the bellboy finally gets it off his chest at the end, you know. Yeah. yeah. Were you hoping that he was actually a psycho and not, not like a, just badass? Yeah, because I mean, like it went into weird nineteen sixties politics for a second, you know, yeah. <laughs> like with with his reveal, and yeah, because I mean, you could tell he had some dark stuff going on. Yeah, because he kept wanting the, to talk to the priest and the priest. Yes, he wanted. He kept wanting to talk to the priest, but then also, I think we can say this because it's in like the first ten minutes of the movie. He's like addicted to heroin, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so it's like usually that sort of thing happens whenever like you got real bad stuff going on in your life. Like, not many people take up recreational heroin. Like when everything's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I, according, I mean, if what I've seen from like train spotting and stuff is is real, 
Yeah. Then people <laughs> usually turn to heroin when things are real bad. Either that or they get sucked <laughs> in at the end of a good time. You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're you're just partying away too yeah. much and like someone offers you heroin. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like, you know, you're just sitting there minding your own business, <laughs> you know, using your cocaine stuff that you got from your Facebook ad. <laughs> and then somebody's like, Well, why don't you try heroin? It's just the next thing. And you're like, Okay. Yeah, I guess that happens. It's just the next thing, only it's the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I get that. Like, not really anyone else had closure, including especially John Ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, it didn't tick the right boxes for me, but. I thought it was good. I thought the soundtrack was amazing. I've been actually, uh, I did a search to see if they've released it. And obviously it's a soundtrack. So yeah, they have released it. <laughs> obviously it's a movie. So yes, they've released the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, do you remember that clock I used to have that played Motown every hour on the hour? No. And it would play like, like a 30 second clip. No. Of just like Motown. <laughs> it was real annoying. <laughs> uh-uh because it was the same like four songs over and over again that's it oh uh, i'm I sorry i was just adding that. that to my to my itunes <laughs> uh. <laughs> or my apple music i'm way too cheap to buy it on itunes but anyway <laughs> i'll lease it um, no I, I i get that i think that's you know f- fair because like there were it was like an ensemble cast right but yet there was still a star, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't like, you know, like, who's the star of Friends? <laughs> Jennifer Aniston? You think? I mean, as time went on, she's the she's the biggest name now. Well, yeah, but as time went on, Matt LeBlanc had his own <laughs> spinoff show. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, but, did you ever watch well, his mean, show on HBO? <laughs> oh, that... Uh, what's that show? Shit, I like, forgot what it was called. Extras, but it's something like that. It was just like extras, but yeah, it wasn't. Like I, it had a it had an industry term it, for the name of it. Right? Yeah, I saw a few episodes. I liked it. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> just wanted to be real. Like, you know, this was less like Friends and more like Seinfeld. You know, where it's like it's an ensemble cast, but there's clearly one of them who's like the main focus. Yeah, but I would argue I would argue that Jeff Bridges is a bigger name. Then who? Oh, were you not talking I I didn't say who was the Well, who, no. He he would have been the Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, okay. In this movie. I didn't know if you were talking about Hemsworth who shows up toward nah. the end. No, Hems Hemsworth is like Newman. Episodes was the name of it. There you go. Yeah, okay. Um but but you such an industry no, deep cut. I was. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call individual pieces of a TV show. I couldn't think of a word that meant episodes that wasn't episodes. <laughs> but but you know I, I'm I'm saying like as far as it trying to make a movie out of all these people's stories, but only really giving the story to one person. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, it's less friends and more Seinfeld. I can see that. Yeah. Weird, long-winded analogy to get there. 
Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, didn't think that, uh, that, uh, Chris Hemsworth was the focus. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I just playing with you. All right. Yeah. Uh, so what but would you give this? Damn, is that man charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you give it? Uh, what would I give it? Yeah. Um, I'd say three and a half. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe, that's fair. Maybe teeter four because I actually really did like it. See, I, I I'm on the opposite end. It's three and a half, but I'm One. teetering toward a three. But yeah, but I think it's fair. Three uh, and a half is fine. I mean, like oh, I'll put it this way though: average. if if you had expected it to be a Tarantino film, and Tarantino did put out this exact film, would you be a little let down? Probably, <sighs> just because I would be expecting a little bit more inwards and ultra violence, hmm. which is Tarantino for. Those two things only. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. All right. Well, I guess. Um, yeah. We're it was, it. Hold on, hold on. It was basically hateful eight, though. Yeah, it pretty much was. It it was it was it was hateful eight in a motel instead of a inn. Were they in a motel? Hateful eight. It was they just were like in a house. A, it was a haberdashery. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was a bar. Yeah. It, was, it was like an it was an ironic hipster name for a bar. <laughs> yeah, she didn't sell hats. Uh, she had a hat. She had the ability to fix hats. Yeah. Okay, but that's not what people went there for. They went there for the coffee. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, still, but, still, I damn hat shop. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> uh, that's like, but. It's like saying like people go to Hooters to drink, but they still sell wings. <laughs> of course, they're not named after wings. But <laughs> anyway, but all right, I guess um, named after Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they could be. Yeah, but they're not selling owl wings. wings. <laughs> That'd be weird. All right, we're way off track. All right, um. We'll be back possibly next week. Maybe. Uh, I hope it's next week, unless our guests fall through. Where we will be reviewing... uh, Well, actually, I don't even know that we're reviewing, but we're going to talk to uh, the guys behind Death's Head Press, and we're going to talk about their their book, uh, And Hell Followed. So, we'll be back. See y'all then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com.